everyone. Welcome to the Lichten Lifestyle. I'm Steve Peck, along with Dr. Edward Lichten, the expert in the field of anti-aging and wellness medicine. And we're back here in album number three, and we were thinking, you know what? It's been a while since we talked about the basics of hormone replacement therapy. So if you don't mind, could you bring us back up to speed on hormone replacement therapy? There's also an old side and a new side. So what is it that hormone replacement was about before 2010? And where is hormone replacement going to be after 2010? So we can talk about the old and the new and the men and the women. What you have to think about our station is, hey, we're the tea party of medicine here. (laughs) We're throwing out the old because it doesn't work. And the standard of medicine doesn't want to hear it. But they're the dinosaurs. And when you go to your doctor, you're going to hear the dinosaur medicine. So let's start today right now with where the dinosaur medicine is. Let's do it. All right. As a gynecologist, 1950, a doctor by the name of Robert Wilson writes a book, Feminine Forever. He says, women take estrogen, and estrogen will keep you young forever. Now, these women in the 50s were suffering from Hot flashes, which is what happens when there's not enough estrogen. They were having vaginal dryness. They were depressed. They had no sex drive. They felt 40, fluffy, fatty, and really poorly. (laughs) Darn, I was waiting for one more F word. I was going to come up with one, but it didn't work (laughs) because it's too late in the evening for me to think. But the point is, women were feeling crummy. Now, what happened was the... Old-fashioned doctors in 1950 said this is humbug. Menopause is normal. Women are supposed to get old and dry and miserable. And if you treat them and they don't get old and dry and miserable, who's going to be in our office where we can get money out of them? So Robert Wilson was a bright guy. He just wrote a book and took it on the road. He he sold over a million copies of his book. He was on radio talk shows in the in the 40s, and then he was on, in the 50s, he was on TV shows, and he was a celebrity. Because when women took estrogen replacement, even though they were taking synthetic Premarin, which is pregnant horse urine, Premarin, they felt better. And this is what medicine is about, not changing your blood levels, but how you feel. So when the doctor tells you your blood levels are good and you feel crummy, well, you know what? Who cares what your blood levels are? We want you to feel good. So Robert Wilson caused an uproar. And between 1955 uh, or the early 1960s when his book came out until 2002, it got to the point where 70 million prescriptions for Premarin were written every single year. That's a lot. So we were thinking that maybe 40% of all women in the menopause were on hormone replacement. So Wilson... The doctors before Wilson were the old doctors, and he was the Tea Party guy who sort of threw out the, threw out the theory. And what we found over the last 50 years of using Premarin as the estrogen replacement, that there were some definite positive things that estrogen did. It helped the hot flashes. It helped their moods. It, it protected them against Alzheimer's disease. It kept them vaginally lubricated. They increased their sex drive. So estrogen replacement for women was an interesting concept that said, you don't have to get old. Let's replace your estrogen hormone. Mm -hmm. Now, the problem that happened was they were using a synthetic product. Most women don't go around drinking a gallon of horse urine a day. I know. 
Okay. So what happens is when they, Wyeth, Ayers, decided to do a study because they didn't have enough of the market, so they spent a billion dollars or the government spent a billion dollars because we don't know where the money came from. They said, well, we'll start women in their 70s on Premarin. What do you mean you don't know where the money came from? It's just like today. We know there was a billion dollar National Institute of Health study to see if giving estrogen to older women, not 50-year-old, but 7-year-old women, would in fact give them the same benefits it gave 50-year-old women. Hmm. The problem in the Women's Health Initiative, which was a, the, probably the worst designed study that has ever been done in medicine. Which is still quoted today. It's quoted for being stupid. But the bottom line is, once they gave them Premarin, they didn't just give them Premarin, they added a drug called Provera. Now, why do you add Provera? Estrogen makes women bleed. Provera stabilizes the lining of the uterus so women don't bleed. So women in their 50s and 60s and 70s didn't want to have periods all the time. And estrogen by itself could increase the risk of polyps or even low-grade uterine cancer. So women took Provera to balance the side effect of Premarin. The trouble was Provera was banned in every country except the United States in 1960 because it was caused cancer and blood clots. So in other places, they were hip to this becoming problematic, but not here? Yeah. How does that happen? Money, government, you know. So Provera is never approved in the United States. It comes in from Amsterdam. Anyway, the bottom line is, so here they, they designed this billion-dollar study, and lo and behold, when they do the study, they find that the women who are on Premarin and Provera together have an increased risk of breast cancer, increased risk of strokes, increased risk of heart attacks, and a number of other things, so much so that they stop the study and say, estrogen is bad. Mm-hmm. So now the pendulum where 72 million women in, in 2002 were on Premarin, in 2003 the number has dropped to 20 million. 80% of the women who were on estrogen stopped estrogen. Was that the right thing to do? And at that point in time, the prescriptions written for depression went up fivefold for Insomnia went up fivefold. For osteoporosis went up fivefold. See, Premarin's cheap. Premarin's like $40 a month. So now the average woman is now spending $500 a month on five other drugs to take care of it because estrogen is a poison for you. So now we've looked at a cycle of old medicine. See, what's interesting here is they delayed the second part of the Women's Health Initiative for till 2004. In 2004, they published the arm. One arm had, one part of the study had, we say an arm when you do a group of people. So one arm had the Premarin Provera group, and the other group had just Premarin alone. The interesting thing is when you gave women Premarin alone, Mm -hmm. where the incidence of breast cancer had increased as high as 26-fold in the Premarin Provera group, Mm -hmm. little skinny women had the worst results. Mm -hmm. The women who were given Premarin alone had a 33% reduction in breast cancer. Mm. So it doesn't take a whole lot of brain to say the reason that the Women's Health Initiative failed was they were using Provera, which was banned in 1960 in most civilized countries. But the media doesn't care, and there's an alter motive of the federal government which puts a warning on every form of estrogen saying, you're bad. You have to warn everybody about this. But the kinds of estrogen that I've used since 1976 is not Premarin. I know that when you take oral estrogen, it goes through your liver. But if you're using an estrogen vaginal cream or you're using an estrogen patch or you're using an estrogen injection 
or you're using uh, an estrogen pellet, that this is under the skin because your body doesn't give you hormones to swallow. It drops them into the bloodstream. 1955, 1960, people are starting to take Premarin and all these symptoms women are having are being treated. Then they add the Provera to it in the 80s to make sure that they don't have periods. They don't have menstrual bleeding. But women had the symptoms of the hot flashes, the osteoporosis, the depression, the vaginal dryness, no sex drive before 1950-60 when Premarin became the miracle drug. Okay, estrogen became the miracle drug for these women. After it's a miracle drug, then they come back and say, oh, wow, wow, wait, wait a minute. We've done this for 50 years. We're finding that, yes, it did treat all these symptoms, but it increased the risk of breast cancer by three per thousand. All these statistics are small numbers. So even in the worst case scenario, three women per thousand get, let's say, heart attacks. Seven women per thousand had an increase of breast cancer with the Women's Health Initiative, with PremPro. But that means that 997 women are now suffering with hot flashes, mm. depression, vaginal dryness, osteoporosis. What was the risk-benefit? And that's what we're talking about. They threw the baby out with the bathwater. Because two years later, when they looked at the group that had Premarin alone, and they had up all the positives... 33% reduction in breast cancer, 30% reduction in colon cancer, 20% uh, reduction in osteoporosis, 40% uh, reduction in Alzheimer's, and then countered it by what was negative. Well, here's an increased risk of one for stroke here and one heart attack here. It comes out zero. Or there's more benefits to taking the hormones than not taking the hormones. So in the Premarin-only study, Women had more benefits than disadvantages, but they didn't tell you that. No. The media never told you that if, if you don't have a uterus and you're not taking Premarin, and assuming you haven't had a stroke and a heart attack, you're foolish because they want you to use five or six other drugs and spend 15 times more money and not cure anything because estrogen deficiency is the cause of disease. Mm -hmm. So the circle we went with was pre-premarin, premarin, post-premarin, women are now back where they were in the 1950s, except they have five drugs that don't work. And they're spending all this money, and they still have the hot flashes, and they can't sleep, and they have no sex drive, and they have vaginal dryness, and they have osteoporosis, and they have Alzheimer's. So we've shifted women back to the pre-medical treatments because of this hoopla of this study so the drug companies can sell more product. And that's what the bottom line is. So the logic is, women, you're just as well off as you were in 1950. But with the inclusion of bioidentical hormones, when were they introduced? In, uh, was it, did you say the 70s when they started becoming popular or was that later? No, you're right. And what happens is the reason that we started using Premarin, we as gynecologists, was this is the cheapest way of, in the 1950s of making estrogen. You hook up as a whole farms of horses that are chained to uh, to corrals with a catheter in their bladder, and they flood them with water to make them urinate. And all this urine then comes out to be concentrated, and that's how we make <laughs> Premarin. Gosh. In the 70s, because of the advances in science, 
they were able now to take cholesterol, plant cholesterol, and chemically convert it, just like your body does, into a normal estrogen. See, Premarin is actually 32 products that are not present in your body. And if normal estrogen is called E2, they have 31 products and E1, so it's not natural. But we were able chemically to make estradiol, which is what a young woman's estrogen is like, in the 70s. And you can make it as a pill, you can put it into a patch, you can put it in a cream, you can put it in a pellet. It's actually cheaper. So when I go to buy estrogen for my family members, I pay 10 bucks for uh, 90 or 100 pills under the generic plan. $10 for three months of estrogen. One or two milligrams a day. So it's cheap, it's simple, it's available. But what women have to understand is if you're born with, if you develop a normal reproductive life and you have normal levels of estrogen, which reach up to 250 picograms per milliliter, we'll just say a day, when you go to the menopause and your levels are 30, of course you're going to feel shitty. Mm-hmm. All right? It's just logical. But you can replace it. You can take a pill once or twice a day. These estrogen patches are best, I think, because the levels are secreted throughout the whole day. You don't have any highs and lows. What about the liver processing the estradiol pills? Any problems there? Actually, no. The dose is so small. This is not like the complicated hormones we're going to talk about, like the methyl testosterone that were used for women and men. But the point we're making is, if you want to go back to live like you did in the, in the 50s, you know, don't take any of these drugs. You can feel just as miserable as your grandmother did. Have the hot flashes, have the insomnia, and listen to the government that tells you estrogen is bad. Or you can say, gosh, what's wrong with taking a bioidentical estrogen? Not Premarin, but estradiol. Aren't they doing research on that as well right now so that we're able to see that the bioidentical is healthier? Well, first of all, it's so cheap that there's no one going to make money on it. Remember, I told you it's $10 now for three months instead of $150 for Premarin. So first of all, it's cheaper. So no one's going to make any money off it. Number two, there already have been studies. And the studies have been small parts of the nurses' study and some other medical studies that show that the estrogen had less side effects. Estradiol had less side effects than Premarin. But I'm telling you, if I, had, if I only had Premarin available, I'd give it to my women patients today. There isn't a disadvantage because there's more benefits to taking Premarin than doing nothing at all. But instead of estrogen in Premarin form, take estradiol as a pill or a patch. And I I really do like the estrogen patches. So women don't have to take Fosamax, uh, don't have to take Paxil, don't have to take Ambien, don't have to take Xanax, don't have to use a KY lubricant for sex. Uh, they don't have to worry about the Alzheimer because we know if you replace the estrogen reasonably, you'll live longer. And what does that mean? We have 50-year studies now that if a woman is on estrogen, this is before the Women Health Initiative scared people by giving estrogen with Provera to women in their 70s, which is insanity. Women who started their estrogen in their 40s and 50s have less than 5% the incidence of Alzheimer's of women who have not been on estrogen. They have 50% stronger bones. They have 2.2 times less heart attacks. They have less than half the strokes. They have a life. They have their mental focus. 
So not taking estrogen or li- listening to the Women's Health Initiative is basically letting the government or the pharmaceutical companies tell you what drugs to take and watching you suffer. No, unfortunately, that's what a lot of patients do. You know, they go to your traditional doctor or pick up the newspaper and they believe what they hear or they believe what they read. Um, I think that today things are changing. I believe that we have more educated health consumers out there and we realize that we need to take our health into our own hands. And I think you see it as a doctor as well. Your patients come to you with more education. They know what they're talking about. They've researched it. Yeah, the fortunate thing is that for those, the patients I'm seeing, you know, like you and I, are people who have had to develop their intellect to survive. These are people who own their own businesses. These are people who make a ministry of decisions. They're not what we call sheeple. People who take their government dole, take their job, go there, sit there, get paid, go home, and don't think about what's happening because someone else is taking care of them. The people I see say, look, I know I'm getting older. I want to optimize my life. I'm going to take some vitamins. I'm going to take some minerals. But you've been doing this for 40 years. Tell me what you do and why you do what you do. And I explain to them the important role of nutrition because the food out there has half the mineral content it did in the 1950s and that we need more hormones to process and better absorb the food. This is, can be as simple as taking vitamin D drops at bedtime. It can be as simple as taking thyroid because two-thirds of the United States is in a goiter belt. There's only six major organs that we have to work of, worry about with the, with the endocrine system, but they affect 70% of our health. So women, go in there. Even if, you, if the doctor only wants to write for Premarin, take it. Estradiol is better and cheaper. And if you get the choice, use a patch. But the first thing is, my wife is never had a menopausal hot flash. I caught the blood work showing it. She takes her estradiol, and uh, you know, she doesn't look that her age, and she doesn't act her age. And she can say to her friends, you can't believe the difference that never having a hot flash, never having vaginal dryness, never having all those mood changes of the menopause. It's the first and simplest and safest thing a woman can do to live longer and live better. You know, we've talked to women from all over, I mean, through your practice, who, who talk about that. Man, they feel so much better. And for those of you that think it's, you know, just a smattering of patients, it's not. I mean, you can look at people like Dr. Lichten mentioned earlier, Suzanne Summers, um, what is the uh, the psychologist on Oprah? Phil McGraw, his wife, has written a book uh, about her experience. So the point is here is that there are a lot of people out there that are very wealthy and very powerful, powerful females that have some of the best doctors like you in the world. And so their research leads them down the path of hormone replacement therapy as being vital. And uh, I guess the risk versus benefit uh, looks like it's a lot of benefit for most of these patients. Right. And we're talking that between nineteen, between the year 2002 and now, 50 million women came off of estrogen. We have created more disease than any plague mm-hmm. that we could have ever thought of, and this is iatrogenic. It's been caused by government and pharmaceutical misinformation. And the point is, 
we're back to the 50s without the logic and concern that it's the outcome of what patients say that's important, not what a government drug study says. That's what I heard from a doctor yesterday. Well, I don't care if the patient felt better. You don't have a double-blind crossover study to say it was right. You get the logic there? If the government doesn't say that you should do it this way, it doesn't make a difference what the patient is. And this is the way medicine is in every country except the United States. There is a health star telling uh, doctors what to do, how to treat. And you no longer have the choice of saying this works because mm-hmm. they say this is all you get. And that's what we should be worried about. And the Tea Party in medicine that we're going to start right here today says, no, we can think, we know when we feel good, we know when we feel better, and you're not going to take our medicine away. And that's the point we're making. Estrogen for women is a first step towards a healthier and happier midlife. All right, so let's cliff note this a little bit for our female listeners. Let's go over what they'd be experiencing as a sign that they need help. What are some of the symptoms that would bring them to you? And then I'm going to ask you, what are the benefits from taking this? Women know that taking birth control pills in their 20s and 30s takes care of cramps and menstrual pain, uh, sometimes helps with headaches, and they know what the stability is of having level hormones. Once a woman comes off birth control pills, she'll lose 50% of her estrogen in her 40s and the rest in the first few months or a few years of her 50s. So coming off birth control pills is when women, after they're done with their childbearing, should have their hormones measured to see what they're losing. Because I start women on estrogens in their early 40s. All right, so get to your doctor when you discontinue your birth, your birth control, control pills, pills and you're done having your children and you, you now are going to live the next part of your life. All right. Okay, if you have hormonal fluctuation, we can change it. We're not going to restructure you like a robot. What we're doing is saying if you're high in estrogen, we lower it. If you're low in estrogen, we raise it. If you're low in progesterone, we'll raise it. If you're low in testosterone, we'll raise it. We'll balance you by giving you the option to color your palate to what you want. I mean, there are women who come in and say, I have breast tenderness. Their estrogen's too high. Women come in and say they have hot flashes. Their estrogen's too low. They come in and say, my bones are weak, the estrogen's too low. They come in and say, I'm vaginally dry, the estrogen's too low. The symptoms are there. You can read mayoclinic.com. You can go to our website, usdoctor.com, and look up menopause and say, what are the symptoms? How many of them do I have? Now, you've made a clinical diagnosis that something's not right. When you see the doctor, he can prove that you are in the menopause. Now, the old school the 1950 school, which is out there for about three-fourths of the doctors, is we don't treat until you've been having symptoms for a year. Well, let's throw that out with the tea party, okay? Number one, we know what the blood levels are, all right? The blood levels are your estrogen levels should be over 50. Most women have an estrogen level about 100. So if your estrogen levels are in the 20s, you're probably low. But you see the way the body works. The body doesn't just have one organ in charge. It has a feedback system. So the organs talk to each other. And you have a gland in your brain called the pituitary, the master gland. This is mom in the kitchen. She tells everybody what to do. So when she calls out to the kids in the backyard, if the kids don't answer, she'll call out louder. And when the kids answer, mom doesn't yell anymore. So we can measure the hormones from the pituitary called FSH and LH. 
normal levels are less than 10. So when a woman goes through menopause, her estrogen level is not 100, it's 25. And these levels of the brain that should be under 10 are usually over 30 or 40 or 50. So mom's screaming for with the estrogen and there's none there. One day, one blood test diagnosis made, period. So you can go and say, I want an FSH, I want an LH, I want an estradiol, and I want a testosterone level. And the doctor looking at you say, why? Because I know that blood level will prove that my symptoms aren't in my head. It's that simple. So you get the blood test back, the results say what they are, you go back to the doctor. He says, well, we don't treat. And you say, why? I'm the one suffering, why won't you treat me? Well, we know you have increased risk of this and this and this. And you say, fine, I am informed. You have advised me of the risk. I want the medicine. Let's write it in the chart. The doctor has no liability. You get your Premarin or your estradiol, and you do a clinical experiment because one pill is not going to kill you. We just had experience that women took Premarin for 50 years before the study was done. Well, you know, let me try to save our listeners a step, though, because that's a battle. You know that. You go to some doctor that doesn't get it. It's, you know, why waste your time? Tell us how to get to a doctor like you. I mean, since we started this program almost a year ago, and we've got over 30 programs. You've had visitors come from all over the world that have traveled to come to this office to see you. It's been that vital, and you've helped them that much to make it worth their while. So I'm sure that from this show, more people will come. But for the people who can't get here, how do they find a doctor like you? What do they look for in the yellow pages? Well, let's start by saying, number one, you can order the blood test right off my website. So anyone throughout the country, anyone, the world, can- anyone in the, in the United States who wants to to get blood work from LabCorp or Quest, goes on my website and says, "I want these blood tests," and they have to pay for them or use their insurance. And the reason they're getting the blood test there is because at some point in time, they come to see me. You get the blood test, and based on what you can read, you can say, hey, Dr. Lichten's right. I'm having hot flashes, and my FSH and LH are over 30, and my estrogen level is only 20, and my testosterone level is safe. They couldn't measure it. So you say, okay, what am I going to do? I have a doctor. He understands about hormones, whether he's pre-1950 or he's pre-2010. And because you already have your insurance and you've already been seen by him, you go have a talk. And then when he makes his discussion, say, hey, doc, These medicines are FDA-approved. If they were dangerous, then the drug companies couldn't get the federal government to approve them. So since when you write a prescription for an FDA-approved drug, you're not liable and the drug company's not liable, why not write it for me and let me try? Now, I think you got about 25% chance, or and most doctors might let you take it for a few months or even a few years, but at least you got step one and it's cheaper. Now, then if you say, well, if I want more advanced treatment that we're going to talk about with testosterone or DHEA, you're going to look for a doctor. I can't tell you that the anti-aging groups, that the ACAM, uh, that uh, international societies of X, Y, and Z, you don't know, but you read about it and you walk into the doctor's office saying, this is what I want. Are you the doctor who's going to prescribe it for me? Okay, but you would start, I would start anyways, by looking through uh, doctors that say anti-aging. Or- no, not no. What I'm saying is if you've established a rapport with a doctor, not just you walk in three minutes and get a prescription, but he's gone ahead, he's given you your birth control pills, he's delivered your babies, okay? He's done the appropriate GYN instructions that said, look, you have given me informed consent 
These are FDA-approved drugs. They're not black market drugs. I've read, I'm informed, I want to take them. If you will prescribe them for me, we'll do a follow-up in three months and see whether they help. I think you got a chance, at least two out of three, of getting the doctor at least temporarily to try it. And then at the end of those three months, you do the blood tests mm-hmm. and you see how they work. I think you can talk doctors, except for those who are scared out of their pants about everything in the world, that you can talk to them or else you say, you know what, I'm going to take this medicine. If you don't prescribe it, I'll find someone who will. And you don't say it quite that way, but you get the point across as well. I've made my mind up to take it. Do you want to prescribe it for me or do you want to refer me to one of your colleagues who does it? (laughs) And then they don't want to lose you, so you at least got a chance. And I would start there because when you start looking, there are a lot of people advertising anti-aging. Some of them are terrible. Some are good. You don't know who's good and who's bad. All right? Uh, just because you write a textbook doesn't mean you have all the answers. I mean, I do, but that's a separate <laughs> scenario. So the bottom line is one patient, I have a whole group of patients who went to this doctor in New York. He charges $15,000 for a visit. I've got more than 30 of his patients, okay? The bottom line is he's good at some things and some things I don't agree with, but I sure don't agree with $15,000 for an evaluation. Well, can our listeners call you? Would you be able to provide some information, a consultation, if you will, over the phone? Yeah. What we do is once you get the blood test done, you can call and spend a half an hour to 40 minutes talking about your medical case. And I can give you instruction and direction, but I can't treat you without being physically seen. So if you need a prescription for Premarin or for Vival or Estradiol, you have to see me physically here in Michigan or get it from your doctor. So understand, we can have phone consultations. I do this almost every night. There's somebody calling saying, Doc, I just want to have the information. Is this what's right? What I read on the internet was this. Is this really available? Mm -hmm. Will this work? So we have a phone consultation service to educate you. I like that. I really do. You you need to get another opinion. And and what I do is if a patient has a phone consultation and wants to see me, I give them a full credit. So uh, whatever they paid for the phone consultation, if they come in to see me afterwards, we take that off their bill. So today I had a couple came from Virginia. Yesterday I had a patient who came from Georgia. Last Friday there was a patient who drove in from Prince Edward Island. So people listen, they're looking for answers, and we can start by saying, you don't have to see me, but get the blood work. Yeah. Talk to your doctor, look at the literature, and then if you feel you're fed up, you know, then you make a phone call, then you make an airplane fly, flight, then you drive. And once you're seen, we see people once a year. We have email communications. Mm-hmm. To renew prescriptions, we can do it by fax. You don't have to be seen every three months for your Lipitor prescription. That's not the way this office practices. And so if you're thinking about calling Dr. Lichten and then ultimately coming out and paying a visit, you would fly into Detroit Metro Airport and you can look that up online and see what that would cost you. Well worth the trip. I can tell you that for sure. Now, in the final few minutes of our program, we talked about some of the symptoms. Now let's talk about the good stuff. Once they get on bioidentical hormones and they get their hormones balanced, they're going to be feeling a lot better. Well, the thing you understand is women lost 80% of their testosterone in the 40s, 50% of their estrogen, and then they lose another 35% of their estrogen. So they're functioning at 10 or 15% in the early menopause. We don't just replace the estrogen called estradiol. We replace for women who have a uterus, natural progesterone, which is a big seller over the counter, uh, although the products over the counter I don't think really have significant medical benefit, but we replace testosterone. And this isn't new. 
Remember back in 1950s when we talked about Premarin? Well, they combined Premarin back in the 50s with a form of testosterone called methyltestosterone. It was called Estratest. Fantastic drug. Now not only do we give the woman their estrogen, we give them some testosterone, low dose. They had better sex drives. They had stronger bones. They lost weight. They made muscle. Simple Estratest is still FDA approved. But we know that methyl testosterone taken orally is a little hard on the liver. We know that Premarin is horse urine. We have both bioidentical estrogen and testosterone. So my patients not only benefit by taking bioidentical estrogen, they have bioidentical testosterone. So we've replaced the natural hormones of a 30-year-old woman by balancing them to what they need. Mm -hmm. And the evolution we've looked at is nothing, synthetic treatments with complications, and now either go back to nothing, which is what the FDA and the drug companies tell you to do, so you write a whole new complex of prescriptions, or you take the bioidentical approach as well, the synthetics were good, but the bioidentical are better. Why don't we use some bioidentical estrogen, some bioidentical testosterone together? And this is what Suzanne Summers is correct about, although the dosage she used was excessive. But a balanced blood levels of estrogen and testosterone, pituitary balance of FSH and LH, and women have a new level of comfort. My patients in their 50s and their 60s are happy, they're healthy. And many of them have boyfriends younger. <laughs> Actually, one of my patients, 51, just got engaged to a guy 36. Yeah. Didn't we do a show with uh, one of your patients who was in her 70s? And she was very happy and very sexy. And her 70. friend was visiting twice a week to do you know what. Yeah, the point is 40 <laughs> and 50 and 60. 60 really can be either the old 70 or the new 40. So if you're 60 years old, you can either your body is more likely... It's like a 70-year-old that your parents were, were exposed to. Or it can be the 2010 where you feel like a 40-year-old who jumps over tennis nets and sometimes has sex two or three times in the afternoon. And this is for the boys as well as the girls because the hormones are what your body uses to spark plug your, your engine. Mm -hmm. And without the hormones, it's a dead car you're driving. Yeah, and, and how good it feels for your patients boy, their lives are just transformed when their hormones are balanced. They're, they're feeling better. They're not lethargic. Uh, they don't have those uh, menopausal symptoms. And their sex life comes back, and therefore their marriage has a new vibrance. It's just a very exciting time for them. You see, the focus that everyone is listening is probably getting the idea is, well, we were healthy at 30 or 40, and we still feel okay and we're 50 or 60, but you missed the point. Without the hormones between 30 and 40 and 50 and 60, your body got old in the middle. And old means disease. Now, maybe your heart doesn't get to the point where you think you have a heart attack, but it's on the way. And your bones and muscles have gotten weaker, not to where you into a nursing home, but they're getting there. When you go on the bioidentical hormones in your 40s and 50s, you are preventing the degradation of your body. I mean, I've got 70-year-olds who function as 50-year-olds. Our patient, 79, swims in the Senior Olympics and takes home 10 gold medals. We've got 40 and 50-year-olds. We have 50 and 60-year-olds that look like they're 20 and 30-year-olds. I mean, the bottom line is you don't have to let the degradation of your body occur. 
because somewhere between healthy and sick is where you've been. So if you take the hormones, you can delay the aging process. And that's what we're talking about today. And to delay means to live longer. And you actually truly believe that by balancing your hormones and taking the right product, you will have a longer life. Oh, definitely. I, when I was 42 and my testosterone level was third of what was normal for my grandfather and I was having night sweats and I was tired and I couldn't play five minutes of tennis and sex twice a month was impossible. That was 20 years ago. Okay. And remember our joke about what we're doing today because I'm, you know, 10 years older than you, you know, here this crazy guy's playing tennis like he's like it was 41, not 42. And came up to that short little ball, and I got to it, and I looked, and I said, shit, I'm going to hit the net, and I jumped <laughs> over the tennis net. Well, I'm frigging 62. And yes, I, my ligament, my knee's a little loose, but the point is, everyone looked and said, who is that crazy MF? He's 62. What in the hell is he doing jumping over the tennis net? You and probably the, asked yourself that same question when you no, got on the other side, didn't no, you? No, Did I didn't I just even, do that? I didn't even think about it. I just said, why shouldn't I be able, I said, I have to jump the net. And I jumped the net. I've done that a few hundred times in the past. The fact that I'm 20 years older than, than most people jumping the net, so what? And that's the point is, and I had a patient yesterday who emailed me and said, Doc, this new shot is great. He says, the girl I'm with is half my age, 25, she's 51. He says, we had fun three times in the afternoon. So life is as you define it. You can either listen to the government and the pharmaceutical company who are selling you lies about what can be done, or you can ask the question, why can't we replace our natural hormones? Why can't we you know, live in a house and not in a cave? Why can't we drive a car instead of riding a horse? The point is the natural evolution today is to say we can match the hormones to your body. And because our toxic environment is degrading us faster, making us die faster than our grandparents. I mean, even Bill Clinton said it, and I don't quote Bill Clinton very often, he says the problem is that our children will probably not live as long or as well as we will. And he's right. Bill Clinton and I are the same age, and I don't see Bill Clinton jumping over any tennis courts. No, he That's, looks like hell. I know. He needs help. But he's already had a five-vessel bypass. Right. So we can either have health care the way the president does it, or we can do it the way us intellects who read and know the science that says what's wrong with using products that have been used by doctors for more than 70 years. The hormones were created chemically in the 30s. They say there's no clinical proof that this has been used. I said, what have we been doing for 70 years when we prescribe it? No, there's no drug company supported literature because it's cheap. It's 10 bucks for estrogen for three months. Why wouldn't you take it when you don't have to take Prozac and Paxil and Ambien and Fosamax and... Wow, it's funny how people's minds work. I mean, really, think about that. I mean, they're willing to take all of these other chemicals, but they're going to listen to their doctor about a simple thing that your body naturally made. Uh, and they're going, to, they're going to take the toxic medicines over... What has worked and been proven, but like Dr. Lichten says, ladies and gentlemen, this whole pharmaceutical world is a very funny one. It's all about money. money. It's like the Vioxx situation. I always think of that because that was a product where 50-some thousand people lost their lives. And the drug company was well aware 
that they were losing lives on this product, but it turned out to be a business decision, didn't it? Where they just said, well, we every make this sin- much, lose this much. One of every eight drugs that is approved by the FDA will be removed within seven years. Wow. So what we're saying is the FDA isn't protecting us. They're taking money to approve drugs when we have drugs that are available. But the first thing is prevention. Take some vitamins, take some enzymes, get plenty of fruits and vegetables, and add back your natural hormones, which we can tell you what the blood levels are. We've known them for years. Your vitamin E level is in my book. I've written a book called The Textbook of Bioidentical Hormones. It's available. It'll be the best $50 you ever spent. And you say, look, take vitamin D, and look, the women with low levels of vitamin D, they get MS. Multiple sclerosis is linked to vitamin D deficiency. DHEA, that's what happened. I took an extra DHEA the day. I had so much energy. I was running around behind the guy 50 was standing still, and I was covering the whole frigging tennis court. It helps a lot. DHEA is over the counter. Cheap. And it costs nothing. And you don't need, if you have natural energy, you have natural life. And that's what we're talking about here. Just the first simple thing is it's been proven estrogen will make women live longer and live better. The Women's Health Initiative was a either a brilliantly constructed government element to have people weaker and, sh- and sicker, but or more likely it was that Wyeth heirs destroyed their own business by trying to push Provera, a toxic chemical banned in most civilized country, upon more women. Okay, so number one, take your estrogen. Even if you were the one woman out of a thousand that needed a hysterectomy afterwards, you're still better off because you have a quality of life that you won't get without it. And uh, if you're concerned about those safety issues, you say that uh, they were tainted studies. You you don't find a lot of value in, in the information, and it was based on those other products, not the bioidentical. If, if all you do is, let's take the Premarin study. It's the second arm. It's dated in uh, April of 2004. And you read the study. And you take one side that says, what are the positives? And the other side, what are the negatives? On the positive side, 33% drop in breast cancer. 33% drop in colon cancer. On the negative side, a slight increase in stroke or a slight increase in heart attack. But the bottom line is when you add up all the negatives and you add up all the positives, it comes out that there's a positive in the Women's Health Initiative to taking estrogen, and that didn't include dealing with hot flashes, didn't deal with Alzheimer's, didn't deal with uh, bone pain, didn't deal with uh, mental focus, didn't deal with vaginal dryness. All these things we talk about weren't even included in the study. So you get a positive when you look at all the disease processes and all these symptoms you complain about aren't even added. Mm-hmm. So not taking estrogen for most women is the number one mistake they'll make in their lives. We look at Suzanne Summers. Uh, she's obviously talked to a lot of doctors like you. I know that she got some of her basic information from you and uh, the, the whole chain. But she's had breast cancer and she's choosing to still stay on therapy. She finds it beneficial. See, now, we're going to have another show. and I think we're about done on time, but we're going to have a show about a new product, a new protocol I have. Now, you mentioned breast cancer. Let's say that you have your woman out there with breast cancer, and you know that they told you the breast cancer was estrogen positive. So they give you a drug called tamoxifen, 
And tamoxifen causes the worst damn hot flashes you ever had. And you can't sleep, which disrupts your whole system. Well, there's drugs in Europe that I have here in my office under protocol that are testosterone. So you say, well, remember Dr. Lick just a little while ago said, well, women in their 40s lose estrogen and testosterone. So what's testosterone going to do? Well, the testosterone can shut off the hot flashes just like the estrogen does. So with the testosterones I have, and the one I'm talking about, actually Demi Moore was on in GI Jane, this form of testosterone blocks hot flashes and blocks estrogen receptors. So in Europe, they use it instead of tamoxifen. Hmm. So one of the bioidentical testosterones that I use in my office will block hot flashes mm-hmm. and block breast cancer as well as tamoxifen. So women out there, even if you have estrogen, can't take it because of breast cancer, there are treatments. It's just your doctors don't know it. They're too simple, too cheap, and not approved because they're generic. They've been around for 50 years. Mm-hmm. So no matter what your symptoms are, it's most likely that we can find a bioidentical treatment for you. And that's what we're going to talk about in album number three. Great. As always, thank you, Dr. Lichten, for all of your information. And ladies and gentlemen, if you'd like to pick up Dr. Lichten's textbook of bioidentical hormones, it's available on his website at usdoctor.com. And if you'd like to send us a note... Or a question, we'd be happy to answer it. You can write us at usdoctorradio at gmail.com. And here's that number for Dr. Lichten if you'd like to have a consultation. His phone number is 248-593-9999. One more time, it's 248-593-9999. Dr. Lichten is based out of Birmingham, Michigan. So uh, why not call him and maybe even come in and visit him? You'll be glad you did. Dr. Lichten, as always, thank you so much for all of your information. I appreciate the time you spend educating all of our listeners. Well, Steve, you know this is a pleasure of mine. The website, usdoctor.com, has more than 500 pages of information that's free to anybody who wants to read on a lot of different topics. So I suggest you take a look. We even have videos from patients on the site. We're going to be redoing them in a whole new format with YouTube, with your direction. And I appreciate the fact that you want to do this because you feel better on treatment. I feel better on treatment. And the only health care that we have is what we do to take care of ourselves. The government's not going to solve our health care problems. The government's going to give you Clinton health care. Okay? So I want to give you U.S. doctor health care, which is your health care for the educated and the individuals who know that they have to trust themselves you're here so for more programs go to itunes we have new ones every single week just search for dr lichten you'll find our three albums or you can always listen online at antiagingradio.com that does it for this week until our next program i'm steve peck saying thanks for listening stay healthy